Nate Knight had a great date night, but his mate was late, made Nate wait. His fate to stagnate was quite the slight. Fight or flight, skate or sit tight. Knight's trait kept it tight. Name was Kate, quite the sight. Her height was a delight. Bright gray hair, maybe straight white? Felt high as a kite. Plate was a first-rate bite. Gotta stay on sight. Have to celebrate right. Welcome to episode 176 of Wolfscast, the podcast that has instituted a baby New Year dress code and will record this episode in nothing but a diaper. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. There we go. We, uh, you know, feel a little drafty in here. Little last podcast of 2020. Yeah, a little drafty. I actually think, you know, to be more accurate, uh, I'm in the baby outfit with the sash that says 2022. Neil's in the old man outfit with the beard and the sash that says 2021. You were splitting the costume. It's like, uh, I, maybe this will hit home with a few of our listeners. I hope so, because Free Darko has been such an influential like philosophy on my fandom over the past decade or so. But the art and the great books, the must-have books, mm. it's all done by Jacob Weinstein. You and I both have multiple pieces in our homes. Oh, yeah. On the wall. And one of them he did is a KG, baby KG, and, and old man oh, Tom yeah. KG, both screaming like the intensity of. That's right. Uh, is there I like think, a wolf in there I think, too? Yeah, yeah, I think there's a wolf there screaming as well. <laughs> like just old man KG, like screaming. It's great. Um, so I think that's still available on his website. Jacob Weinstein is the artist. You can check wow, it out. yeah. Check out the free Darko prints. If they're, so if they're available, have them in the show notes there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's the new year. We're recording this in um, the year 2021. And uh, it'll be the final. It'll be the final time that we do such a thing, Scott. That's right. So uh, yeah, we've reached year. the end. Ah, yes. What a year it's been. We just uh, we keep we keep bringing it back up. But it's like it's weird to you know think back to a year ago. The season was just starting. It was we were doing worried, that not worried. Weird. That's very very <laughs> weird. You're right. I yeah. forgot about that. That's been wow, what a year. The, yeah, the Wolves were like I was four games into the season. I was I was thinking on my way over here. I was like, man, 2021 went by pretty quick. I didn't do much traveling. I pretty much just mm. stayed at home. That's most people. I, I felt like I was outside maybe a little bit more than in 2020 during the pandemic because yeah. things got loosened just a little bit. So I felt like I was a little bit more active. But I still think I might have traveled more in January and February of 2020 than all of 2021 <laughs> combined, you know? Yeah. Because it's just like commuting to work every day. Like, I can't even imagine what that would feel like nowadays, you know? Yeah. Like, something that was so normal now would be so foreign. Like, getting up in the morning, like, an extra hour early so you can sit in traffic. Oh, what? no. Don't do that, everybody. Be careful. Carefully don't fall back into that trap. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the end of the year, beginning of a new one. And uh, we're back with another episode of Wolves Cast. Appreciate everybody being here with us this week. Uh, I wonder if we have a winning record on the calendar year. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we, we finished last season strong with Finch. Yeah, yeah. But we still had like a month of Ryan at the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, I would say so no, but probably it's probably no. close. <laughs> it might, might be close. Yeah. But yeah, right. Today on the show, we're going to talk about uh, talk about you know sort of you know what has happened here in the last week of Timberwolves basketball as far as the protocols go, as far as the games go. The stay in shape squad. Yes, we got players uh, you know coming back slowly but surely. Some still out. 
Um, so yeah, we got we got to kind of get more into that and kind of see where we are with all this and and and, and look at the idea of like what is what from this stretch is is potentially sustainable and what is definitely not. We'll talk uh, about the sad news of uh, Ricky Rubio's uh, ACL injury. Uh, we'll look forward uh, to you know what what comes next for this uh, COVID hit team. You know as they as they get out of that and uh, some of the games that are coming up. We have a sponsor. We have a mailbag as well. We have uh, we have received your your correspondence, and uh, we are delighted by uh, the response. So thank you for that. We got lots of great questions to get to weekly wolfies, and uh, the tables have been turned. I will be quizzing Scott. At the end of this episode, so you want to stick around throughout the whole thing. You don't want to miss this monumental. You can change. see the trivia master at work oh, today, everybody. Oh, there we go. That's what's happening. But we're starting it I'm off. Feeling cocky. I had a really good trivial pursuit experience over the break. <laughs> You're feeling sharp. Went undefeated uh-huh. at the in-laws. Feeling good. Yep. There you go. So yeah, onward to week recap here. Uh, Wolves are 16 and 18. I believe that's up to date. There, uh, defensive rating 11th. Offensive rating, 22nd for the 10th best net rating. Somehow the team jumped up a spot in net rating. I think, uh, uh, you know, week. It just uh, you, you saw that Knicks game. No team broke yeah. 100, so I think that probably helped our defensive rating a little. It's weird yep. that our defensive rating is not 10th and our offensive rating is not 10th, and yet the net rating is 10th. It's not yeah. like they averaged out in the middle. It's like no. when you put them together, we're better than the sum of it's the parts. Just, the net rating, I think, is just more about, you know, relative to the rest of the league, yep. you know? so. Yep. Yep, that's uh, it's not like a because the net rating were like plus ten or something uh-huh. like that. So yeah, yes. of course it's not exactly like that. But. So yeah, wolves are, are are plowing through. They were one two this week. Um, seems like forever ago now. It was because it was a week ago as we record this now. Yeah, we record we, on Thursday, yeah. so you know there was a full week since the Utah game, and then we had the holidays, and that uh-huh. always feels like yeah. a long weekend. And you know, and yeah, totally. So it seems a little long ago, and, and it kind of was. But yeah, on Thursday the wolves uh, were in Salt Lake City, and uh, you know the walking wounded. All their guys were out. None of Utah's guys were out. I think D'Lo played this game, right? That's right. This was his was last it, was game. It? Yeah, this, this is where he caught game. it. Okay. He caught he caught the bug in in Salt Lake, despite the fact that none of these other none Utah of, players, none of the Jazz players, are they're doing yeah, something. They're LeBron doing... conspiracy theories, yes. everyone. Although LeBron didn't call out the Jazz, which is funny. I, uh-huh. In a post game press conference, he's like, uh, "It's decimated. It's you know, it's running through the league, except for the Warriors and the Suns. They don't have anyone injured." Hmm? Conspiracy, except the Warriors have like tons of injured players actually, like yeah. Wiggins is out and stuff. So, uh, it's actually the Jazz who are suspiciously healthy, but yeah. maybe it's just that clean living up in Salt Lake City. Yeah, if, and if you haven't got hit yet, it's coming, it's coming for you. I think the main takeaway from this game was that they had to play their starters till the final minutes, you know, like it, to, it was a good, it was a well played game, you it know, was just, close, you yeah. know, given the lineups, it was like it sh- and and how good Utah is this year, it's like. You wouldn't you wouldn't see this coming, but this was a good like moral victory style game where it was like, man, they hung in there against like one of the NBA's very best teams. Had some white on white violence between Jingles and Layman. <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting to see. You know, Layman doesn't really seem like the you know Ingles is that guy. Yeah, like he is he is kind of a little bit of a, quietly a bruiser, a little bit of a junk talker. But Layman, I guess it just doesn't play enough to like know, but like you don't get that from him very often. I just I don't I think he's he can be really chippy cuz he knows he doesn't yeah. have much to lose. He's yeah. like you matter to your team more than I matter to my team, man. You want to do True. this? Let's do this, you yeah, know. Really. Like I'm not going to let you clown me. Yeah. But uh yeah, Ingles got the best of that one, you know, scoring more. But uh you know, I think uh, I think uh, Layman had a, had a nice night here. Had a, has had a nice stretch, I guess, just in general, kind of plugging in 
at the end of the bench there, moving up a notch. You know, and again, nothing for the regular games, but yeah. <laughs> as a replacement player, he's been all right. Been surprising. I don't know what else from this game. I mean, uh, Utah is just super good, and you know, there's just so many threes, and they are just a well-oiled machine, continuity, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, it's uh, Wolves have them here again uh, as we Just record this to, uh, again. The uh, next uh, next game uh, Friday night they'll face uh, face off against Utah in Utah again. You know, Rudy Gay, not this guy. Rudy Gay is on the team. Yep, they got they got them all. Not so. him. They got, do they have both the Rudys in the league? I was trying to think. Is there another Rudy? Like the Rudy Fernandez nope, is not say, in the league. I'm going to say that both Rudys, 100% they, of the Rudys. Like they want them they both. Got them. <laughs> Give us both the Rudys. They have a monopoly on the Rudy situation in the league. Uh, but, yeah, and then uh, then back-to-back games, uh, a rare home-home back-to-back. I'm not sure that happens again the rest of the season, but uh, we'll split, split those games um, against Boston and New York Monday and Tuesday, respectively. Winning 108 to 103 on Monday and then losing 88 to 96 on Tuesday. Uh, Wolves pretty much shorthanded uh, from both those both those games. Pat Bev came back and played uh, Very on poorly. Tuesday. Yeah, it was like 0 oh, 10 or something. Yeah, it was the ball. really knocking the rust off. You Lots know? of floaters just clang out. Yeah, because uh, he came off the health and safety protocols along with. Was it Jaden? J.O.? I think it was Okogi. Yeah, it was J.O. And mm-hmm. J.O. was ready to play right away because he's he's you know he's nonstop. He's ready. Mm-hmm. Always. In shape all the time. And whereas Pat Bev, being a little older, needed that reconditioning, mm. which is what we saw with yeah. the Knicks game because I think Ant and Torian both were could play technically against the Knicks. But cleared to play. but Needed that extra conditioning, which is... It seems like the plan, right? Like you could clear it and then you're going to sit on the bench and cheer for one game. And then you're back in the next game because we had Ant out there on Tuesday night. You know, he was ready to go, but they're going to wait, you know. I just wonder how difficult the conversation was telling Ant. No, because <laughs> you know he said, my knees are ready. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm a young gun. I'm not 21 yet. I got all the energy. Yeah, he said, I saw him say something like, I'm probably not going to sleep tonight. It's going to be like my first game after I got drafted. I'm so excited to play. So expect a performance from him, uh, you know, against Utah. Yeah. But, um, uh, uh, Monday was super fun. Uh, like you said, it was as decimated as our team has been all year. I mean, we're seeing games finally get postponed this week, and you got to think we were really close on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boston also had lots of players out. Uh, Enos Freedom is out. Uh, There was obviously Tatum's the big one. Marcus Smart had a finger injury. Oh, yeah. He was late scratch. And that was a big guy to have them missing, too. But they still Mm -hmm. had like. Al Horford, they had Jalen Brunson, they still Jaylen had Brown, yeah. Jalen Brown, excuse yeah. me, that's what I'm saying, lots of Jalen's in this game. <laughs> so they still had a lot, they had more healthy NBA that's stars right. than we did. We had the real uh, who he play for squad, we started Nate Knight, first NBA start, Yeah, probably first NBA game he got more than five minutes in, honestly, and uh, you know, we had uh, Greg Monroe, the team signed to a 10-day contract, so guys who haven't been in the league for years had their first NBA action, I think. The quote that's going around is uh, Dane Moore asked Finchy, you know, before the game, how many minutes do you think Greg Allen can give you? He said, I don't know. I just met the guy 30 minutes ago. He showed up at like 5.30 p.m., rolled in, (laughs) rolled onto the court and had himself a game. So I think this one was kind of a thrill because I think the the energy going into it was like, do I, should I even watch this game? I saw people online being like, "Ah, I don't know if I should watch this one. And we got just a thriller, you know, it ended up being like a really gritty game. And, you know, it was, offense was tough to come by, but I just think that like, Watching these guys get buckets, and the longer we stayed in it, the longer it was like, is this for real? Are we going to do this? Are we going to win with like 
our star being Greg Monroe, first game back in three years. Yeah, the star was Jalen Noel, you know, career high. I think he had like 26 points or something crazy. He had six threes. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, a lot of guys just stepped up. You had Noel and Knights and, and Monroe. Mc, did McDaniels go like 16, 9, and 7 in this game? There's one game he had a line like that. Yeah, too, I don't know. If like, this, I think that might have been the New York game. But yeah, they, guys were hitting shots, you know, and that was Greg Monroe's dishing it out. Nate Knight was flying in for rebounds and. All sorts of all sorts of stuff. It was, uh, yeah, it was it was really fun and just like that kind of game, yeah, or kind of what we're talking about too, like in in last week and stuff. Just like you gotta you gotta try and pick up a few of these because and hope to like split all these like weird COVID games because even though you might see, you know on paper it's like oh we're down and out here it's like yeah let's play let's see what happens here you know these guys are you know pretty good for borderline NBA players. So. I think all it would have taken was a five minute stretch where yeah. backups let go of the rope and then Boston would take advantage. Put us out, but never happened. Never yep. dropped the rope. Every time you thought we were, we needed something, Nate Knight would sky in for a rebound, or Jalen would hit like I think he was six of eight from three or something. Like yeah. just did another big shot. I mean, Jalen Noel, we've already always known he's a bucket. You know, he's a walking bucket. That's why he's in this league, and that's what he'll be his calling card. It's always been whether he can, uh, you know, pass and run the offense and play defense has always been the question about his playing time. But uh, I just love seeing him get some shine, having a night where everything's going in because that guy can score all over the court. Yeah, and, and you know, just to hang in there because the Wolves were down 10 going to the half, and then they outscored the Celtics like by like 23 points in the second half total. It was just totally different game in the second half so really good to see and especially yeah, when you're down a bunch of bodies to to get that wins big and I feel like the same thing could have happened um on Tuesday you know against New York and you know it was kind of the similar situation where the Wolves were the more uh limited team roster wise you know New York was without a couple of their of their um you know main names but really they kind of had an NBA starting you know they had lineup Kemba there. they had Fournier they had Randall yeah. they had their guys they were know? really missing a couple people then like, like even r- the people they were sort of missing who would be in their lineup they actually got in to play some like a few minutes like quickly came off the bench yeah. Toppin came off the bench I think mm-hmm. a couple of those guys it was their first game back I think yeah I think they had most um, of their guys so they had I most mean, of their they didn't guys. have Rose but that's a different injury yeah know? yeah that's an ankle like surgery thing so um but yeah the Wolves lose that game and just more of an ugly game in general defensive struggle really <laughs> again the 88 to 96 uh you know the score there tells you that two teams you know that uh, hang their head on the defensive side of the ball and uh, definitely saw it in this game and uh, just just kind of a really tough one you know didn't really have the magic of of that Monday game where you know Knight comes out in order to surprise people and Monroe and all this stuff like uh, I think a very lo- different game I saw a tweet that summed it up very well and uh, I liked it I'm not sure if I retweeted it mm. on the Wolves cast account at Wolves cast follow us on Twitter uh it said, like, you know, you have that night where you win by just hustle and energy and grit and grind and leaving it all out there. And that's hard to do two nights in a row in a back to back. Back to back, too. Yeah. Because it, it, you can't just bring that same level of energy that, you yeah. know, less than 24 hours later. And I think. That was pretty evident with like Jalen Noel shot wasn't falling after you know all the shots were falling on Tuesday. His we shot, talked about Beverly being off his first game back, right? Yeah, yeah. so you know you, you see that maybe those shots the legs weren't there and the second night of a back to back, which is a bummer because I do think we could have won this game, but it didn't. It was never as close. I felt like as the Boston game was for the entirety of it. But a shout out to Jaden McDaniels, you know, had himself Ooh. a game. Uh, if this was the game where he had like sixteen nine and seven, like that's his career high in assists or something, and uh, he. 
had some uh, some shine on offense that we don't really see from him, you know, and some of it's not very sustainable, I don't think, but it's always funny to see him really drive it and pull up for a long two and, and, and you know, knock it down, like doing his little KD impression or like taking it all the way to the rim. I feel like he's going to get broken every time he jumps off the ground. I'm like, don't hurt him, please. <laughs> Summer league uh, Jaden right there. Right, exactly. Let him loose. And so uh, it was still a fun game to watch. His defense on Randall, I think, was kind of the highlight for me. Just some of it was on Randall, but I do think he he played some of his best defense of the year in terms of not fouling people and you know just being in Randall's way and making Randall give it up and I just thought that he didn't let Randall really go off and it was good to see that Jaden that was the Jaden that we fell in love with last season yeah more of that guy please bring it on back um, all right let's keep talking about uh yeah this uh this limited Wolves team and uh what it could mean going forward here's the tip well, obviously, uh, you know, these games are very strange. You know, some have talked about them being like a preseason, like a summer league game. You know, the names and some of the younger guys out there. And who's that? Who he play for type of stuff. Um, you know, and, and we've talked on this show of really just them, you know, just being irrelevant games because you're not really playing your style. If your stars aren't in there, it's kind of like, OK, what does this mean going forward? But we're going to try and, you know, try and, you know, parse some of that out. Parsing the protocols is what I call it here. Because like we said, we had great performances from from uh, Nate Knight, from Jalen Noel, from uh, uh, from Mr. Moose here, um, uh, Greg Monroe. And, and it's kind of like, okay, so when things go back to normal and everyone goes back to their normal uh, rotations and slots and stuff, like, is there anything here that we could see, like, you know, being, you know, valuable or being something that could continue, I think, for this season? I mean, obviously, like, getting a look at what a young guy can do matters in the long run um, in a lot of ways, just that little bit of extra confidence, but... What what do you think, Scott? That you know we've seen this week from maybe some of these younger guys who got to step up that could be useful, um, you know, for for the second half of this season when they're back in their smaller roles. <laughs> Not much. Not much. Uh, you know, like you said, it's pretty irrelevant. A lot of these guys, like as fun as it is to see Nate Knight, like. Once we get our guys back, I don't expect Nate Knight to be stealing Nas minutes. I don't expect Greg Monroe to stay on the team as well as he played, you know, because I just think Mm -hmm. like we had our rotation pretty locked up, you know, beforehand. And you're not going to kick Nas off the team or demote him because of one good Greg Monroe game. So I do think it was funny, though, just like. No scouting reports, just rolling the ball out there. They're like they because they're playing with Greg Monroe, who they've never met beforehand. It was funny. Greg Monroe after the game said, like, Jalen Noel was great. I didn't know who he was coming into this game, you know? Yeah, I didn't know. And so, like, and I heard Jalen, I watched his post-game press conference, and he said, like, Yeah, we so you know they couldn't do the full playbook because one guy has never seen the playbook. And then so <laughs> in the second half, you said, you know, Boston kind of we really took it to Boston in the second half. And that was Jalen in his post-game press conference said, Yeah, we were kind of feeling out what Greg likes to do and when we found his spots that he wanted to be in and we went to that in the second half and like yeah he was catching it on the left block because he's a lefty you know and stuff like that and so I do think that it's just kind of like uh, throw at everything at the wall and see what sticks but I think that maybe the only takeaway that might come into the GM's minds when they watch this Sachin Gupta the GM Sachin we said it Ron right Sachin it's such a there you go. That's the sort of the yeah. If you, I knew what I was saying. One of the small things you can change is yeah. It's not sa. It's such a. Uh, but if if you know, I mean, it was a pretty tough game for both games. Were pretty tough for Malik. He shot his way through it, not very effectively, but he knew that he was a good, he was the highest paid player on the court for the Timberwolves. He had to force those shots, and he did, and it didn't look good. So maybe you look at Jalen Noel and say, hey. If he gives me 80% of what Beasley's going to give me, 
maybe Beasley becomes a little bit more expendable at the trade deadline. I don't know if he's got any trade value. He's definitely probably at the nadir of his trade value with how bad he's been playing this season. I mean, actually, his nadir was probably last season when he was in jail uh, <laughs> or had that pending. But uh, you got to think his trade value is a little low. So I don't know if we're going to do that. But that would be my one thing is if you think like, oh, Jalen Noel, he could be that off-the-bench scorer that we haven't been getting from Beasley. What about you, Neil? Yeah, so, so you're saying like, yeah, Noel is the big winner here as far as yeah. – Guys whose stock has has raised up, yeah, that makes sense. It's it's also like, yeah, it's like the it, it's it's hard because you you got to think the Wolf front office and and everybody sort of knows what these guys can do skill set wise due to their past play, maybe their like G League accomplishments and stuff like that. So it's not really like what can what's their skill set, but I think it's more of like can they do it at the NBA level? And and even though you're playing against some replacement players and backups and stuff, like I still think that kind of matters because that's who they're going to be going up against in these limited minutes that they might be getting anyway. So um, you know, I, I think it, it's 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 more like confirmation, right? That okay, Jalen Noel, we thought he could do this. We've seen him do it in Iowa. Now it's like confirmation that this is something that is, you know, again, like like you said, that they can rely on a little bit more as far as something at, at the NBA level. So I think that's right. I think, you know, he yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, Beasley's name is always in the trade machine. Right. It's always, you know, he's got that contract. And, you know, yeah, some people are a little upset with, you know, maybe his, you know, inability to hit shots this year. But um so that is interesting because it is like a, at a position where they do have another person that they can move on from. Whereas at the bigs, it's kind of like a little bit different. I mean, I don't know. They're already really small. It, doesn't, it seems like they need more bigs, not less. So, uh, you know, maybe in that way, like positionally, um, like the, the um, you know, the Nathan Knight, the Nate Knight situation is, is maybe a little bit different. But with Noel, it's like, okay, cool. Maybe this, like you're, to your point, maybe this allows you to free up and, and, and have a trade possibility. That's that's certainly interesting to think about. And, and Noel just has a lot of fans right now, right? Like a lot of people think he should play over Jordan McLaughlin, you know, as like the, as like the you know, ball handler. That might be a bridge too far for me. I mean, Noel, while he has been really good, I think he has also shown his limitations as the only ball handler on the floor. You he, want him out there alongside Beverly, alongside J-Mac, yeah, right? He was the offense. He wasn't running the offense. He looks at the rim first, second, and third option, and then, you know. Yeah. So I, I think I don't think he's a ball hog. I just don't think he has the capabilities right now to have that in his NBA game. But yeah, I mean that's a great point. Jordan McLaughlin, man, what another terrible stretch for him. I think he looked. I think he had a good game against Boston. I mean, he had uh, eight assists um, and only like two turnovers or whatever. I mean, yeah, he's not a guy who's going to you know light it up, but he's really more of a you know basic floor general. You know, <laughs> keep keep things in order or whatever. But but yeah, I think yeah, in a way, he's going to be a loser because of Noel's um, you know you know a great play here in, in a way because maybe they can get by. And again, if you're fully healthy, then yeah, you have Beverly or um, D'Angelo out there at all times. As I guess well. the real loser is probably Torian Prince because we just saw. Yep. What we could do at the four with Knight and with Monroe, if he sticks around, or with Nas, and mm-hmm. what you could do with playing two bigs, I just think that we sh- we showed that there's a lot of creativity that can be done when you throw different types of players into the mix. And I think Torian Prince, you know, I don't feel like we missed him a whole lot. When he was well, gone, so. and I like McDaniel's at the three, but if if Jaden's going to show he can guard Randall like that, and not foul him, that's another reason where it's like Prince was kind of like your bigger wing guy mm-hmm. to like the, you know, your bigger defensive specialist wing guy. And if you don't 
you know, it was only just one game for McDaniels, but I think he's good. He kind of has that pedigree now where you think you could trust him on those guys, even if it's not going to be that quite, quite that good. Um, but yeah, I guess then, then, um, you know, Nate Knight is, is kind of the guy where it's like, you know, this is a nice little stretch for him here. And I think you're right that he's not going to supplant Nas Reed. Um, you know, he's still going to be kind of the backup five, even playing alongside towns a little bit in there but you know and much like noel i think it just gives confidence to the coaching staff to the front office to say okay this is this is like we don't need to go sign another guy even though they do have now monroe it's like this guy is in the system it's our two-way guy this is someone we are invested in and um it's just a really good sign that he was able to do that even though he might you know he might not play <laughs> much the rest of the year hopefully hopefully the Hope- wolves are uh, healthy enough right exactly right? hopefully that we don't have an issue with any bigs missing any more time but i, I don't have to uh, run the predictive music to tell you well, one of our bigs will probably miss a game in the future well, especially this year there it, was probably going to be another outbreak in march or whatever right exactly like, <laughs> so you know it's good to know that we got a guy in iowa like you said yeah. who uh, we don't need to sign or keep signing to a 10 day contract or worry about keeping him for the rest of the season a la Mr. Moose and Greg Mr. Monroe. Mr. Moose. Yeah, no, Greg, Greg looked good. He was, he was, they were running the offense through him. He was passing around, you know, on, against Boston. So The hub at the elbow right there. That was a feel-good story, you know? But, yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. And uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing these guys get back to their normal roles because that means uh, the, the, the grown-ups are back, right? The- <laughs> it's crazy you just watch these guys and be like, how do we not have any minutes for McLaughlin, Noel, uh-huh. or, you know, some of these guys? And then you're like, oh, yeah, when we, we have a lot of guys out. There's so many guys out you realize. It's like, oh, yeah. Tons and tons of missing bodies. We had our entire there. starting lineup missing. I guess Boston. <laughs> Who have you missed the most so far? Who have we missed the most? Um, hmm. I mean, obviously the three best players. It'd be good to have them back. But Vando. Vando's the one. Vando, Vando was the one in my Vando's mind, too, one. when I asked it. I was just like, man, I miss him. Even though, you know, we have a lot of guys who are more defense than offense who are still healthy. But, uh, yeah, Vando was the one I was thinking of, Even, too. like, having Beverly back on Tuesday. And he, obviously he was, you know, working his limited. way back in. Limited. But, like... You know, he's he's like, okay, the tone center. And he's like the, you know, the guy who's talking it up. And, you know, he's inspirational in that way. But Vando makes a bigger defensive, um, like, sort of impact on the floor. You know, he's the one. Maybe it's just more showy. Maybe it's just because he's bigger and he's moving around a lot more than the, you know, 31-year-old Beverly or whatever it is. But, like, Vando is is, is just a beast out there. So I think it's more of that where it's just more so much more noticeable. I'm excited (laughs) for Ant tomorrow night, especially without cat or like can ant take 30 shots tomorrow night hopefully green light baby you'll know you'll know you're listening to this in the future all right onward he's heating up all right we got sad news to get to here uh one ricky rubio is out for the season scott it's uh it's tough times out here um rubio injured again i'm ricky rubio i'm not like anybody else and for wolves fans it's 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 hard it's super hard because like we went through this right that's We've seen this story before is the hard part, you know, for for Ricky. Yeah, I think Ricky Rubio, I mean, it's getting to the point where his whole career kind of feels snake bit. At least his NBA career, obviously. His international career is sterling. Uh, But I just think that, like, obviously his rookie year in the NBA, he was the rookie sensation. I'm not saying he would have won rookie of the year over Kyrie if he never tore his ACL. But I'm saying the the Wolves were like a playoff team until he tore his ACL his rookie season. He was inspirational. 
Yeah, it was really something. But I don't think people remember how special that first half of the season was with Ricky before he got injured. And then the next two years was just like Ricky slowly working his way back. You know, he wasn't really right again for another couple seasons. It took him to get back just not only physically, but getting his headspace back, I think, took a while. Because when did that happen? Did that would that happen in the second half of the season? Like I, it I happened, like, in, I think, late January. Is yeah, what it's, it feels, yeah, more about halfway. But yeah, that's and that's kind of the tough part about this injury is, you know, he won't be back to start next season. And he's in a contract year. Yeah. So it's it's really tough for Ricky because, yeah, it's it's sort of like, you know, Jamal Murray. And it's not quite that bad where it happens to you in the playoffs and then you're potentially going to miss the whole next year. It's close to that, though, and it's really tough for – I also feel – I feel for so many things here, but it's also like for the Cavs and for like, you know, another small market, you know, it's like who was playing really well and one of the surprises of the whole league. And it was like, oh, this, this is going to be – the biggest it's surprise. It's going to be like season. a top six seed. Like not Top six seed? They're like a top ten team in the league. The way they've well, yeah, been playing but just so like far. projecting forward to be like, yeah. okay, they could even hang on and not have to be in the playoff and the play-in. So um, I was thinking the hard. way they were playing, they could win a first-round series. Honestly, I mean, they had one of the best defenses. Yeah, when and when fully constituted, that's not ridiculous. So it's just hard for that team as well, who's already lost Sexton um, and uh, you know the couple different injuries and, and things I think like that. So. They've used up most of their heavy, healthy Kevin Love games as well for the season. <laughs> They're running out of those. Yeah, yeah. So you know, this is also hard for Ricky because it's the same. ACL that he had um, torn before, and I didn't realize it was so uncommon to like re tear it because, yeah, you know, a tweet going around it, you know, said that he's the only player uh, since Michael Red. Um, and there's another guy too. There's one other player who had torn, oh, um, Jabari Parker. Uh, most Ooh, recently, not good had example. the same ACL. You know, Jabari Parker, who was at Target Center on uh, Monday with the Celtics, got dunked all over by Jalen Noel. Uh, but uh, you know, Ricky having the same. So that's that's really tough. And um, but you know, for Ricky, uh, you know, a I think he is. It's it's really hard because we know he's been through the struggles, losing his mom, all these tough things. He's had this injury before. Well, it's he's, just like he's any, bounced around anytime good things are about to happen to Ricky, the carpet gets pulled out under him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that one season with Adelman and Love. The last love season where we went we almost got to the playoffs then after that he had to go into the rebuild with Wiggins and Towns and he was a good soldier about that then right right, right when Tibbs comes in it looks like things are gonna get turned around he gets dumped into Utah because Tibbs is like Jeff Teague's a better player than you Ricky and he has to you know I don't think Ricky wanted to leave the organization I think Ricky really wants to stay with one organization his entire career he's that kind of guy and so he finds a little bit of success in Utah then they dump him for Mike Connolly and then he takes that Suns team and they go undefeated in the bubble and they don't get in the playoffs and the Suns are obviously right about to make that jump and then they dump him and get Chris Paul and and he has to watch the Sun teams go to the finals while so he's stuck on the Timberwolves, you know, not getting the love he deserves because no fans are in the stadium, just having a bad fit with D'Lo and, and Ryan yeah. Saunders and what they were doing. So it wasn't a good fit. And he finally finds like a good situation in Cleveland after he gets dumped again. You know, I think he would have wanted to return to the Wolves this season. I think he was pretty bummed to start this season. Yeah. yeah. And then you see him coming off the bench with Kevin Love, you know, buddies again, leading this really young team that just all good vibes. And I was just so happy happy for Ricky this season and to see this happen is just like once again Ricky gets close to happiness and the rug gets pulled so and that but you know I think it's tough for him but at the same time we know that his he is a very positive person he is a very um, you know he's someone who's got his head screwed on right he is the inspirational guy that brings other people back from injuries and helps them out and things like that so you know I think he's gonna I think he's gonna bounce back and it's tough for him contractually and what's gonna happen for next year but we know he can get through this he's done it before 
And um, and also, you know, he's not a guy who necessarily relies on his athleticism. Like, I think he is someone who could take this injury, as, even though he's already had one, and still be able to be in the league for a little bit longer and still be able to be a backup and still be, um, you know, someone who can and do this. He's, he's a skill player. You know, he's a he's an IQ player. So, um, you know, I think he can handle this. So, And even if he couldn't, it's weird. Like, Zach Levine had this had the same injury. He's like, look at him. He's, he's back. He's fine. So it's like it's not the injury that it used to be, but still really tough emotionally for Ricky. It's too bad. Uh, let's, let's, let's fire some fire I think, some drops. I think we all just need to listen to his advice. Mm-hmm. Alexi, change, change his face. Be happy. Enjoy. Get well soon, Ricky Rubio. He's on fire. All right, so let's look forward a little bit, Scott, here. we uh, That's what we do this time of year. We either look back it. or we look forward. That's right. We're right on the precipice of a new year. and uh, we talk- I still have one game for Finch to into the protocols so oh I that's right way. yeah we can't uh can't put a cap on that yet gotta see and come on finch gets sick for me i need, feel that tingle in your throat tonight finch you need to hit a three yeah it could uh, happen he's, he's, he's gonna plays. be back he's gonna be <laughs> undermanned yes. but uh yeah we talked about you know what had happened as far as the you know covid games and the you know the game the, the potentially uh you know pointless basketball games but uh we have a light at the end of the tunnel Players are coming back for the Minnesota Timberwolves and, and league wide. You know, some teams are still, you know, getting through it right now. Some teams are just getting going into it. But um, yeah, yeah, come on, Jazz, yeah, get come sick. on, get sick, Jazz. But um, <laughs> um, a lot of guys are coming back. We mentioned uh, Beverly and Okogie returned uh, for Tuesday's game. Seems like uh, Anthony Edwards and uh, Torian Prince will return on Friday to play uh, potential or be available to play in uh, Utah. I saw Vando practice today, but yep. they would not say whether yeah, he's. One. Yeah, he must still be having some, um, you know, again, or maybe it's just the, that whole, you know, get, get your legs back. Well, if there's anyone who I would want to be in good conditioning, it would be Vando with mm-hmm. the way he plays. I feel like he's going to hurt himself if he's if he's not at 100 percent. He's still going to put in the 100 percent energy. and I don't want to see him hurt himself. Yeah, and it's nice that the team did have some some days off here. You know, they did have they have had a pretty um, slow schedule this week because they had that game last Thursday against Utah and then they didn't play again until Monday um, of this week and now here they have a break between Tuesday and then they'll play again until Friday so that and is they, good for the situation. They could know. stay home all week too until today right. they didn't have to travel I saw, saw Nasri getting on the plane today all bundled up like a winter ninja <laughs> Face uh, ass, yeah. always good get those flight photos but uh, so they had a whole week at home too which is a good way to recuperate yes. and rest in your own bed and uh, I saw they pra- practiced today Today was like the second practice they've had in 16 days or something like that. It's been like really hard to get practice time. So, wow. uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're putting the the bug behind us for a while. Hopefully, because basically the entire team caught it, it means they'll have a little bit of immunity. I yeah. don't know about the science on that in, in terms of antibodies and immunities, but hopefully they get a little reprieve from that right now because it would be. Nice to see other teams uh, struggle with it to the extent that we have. I know yeah. I'm not wishing it on anyone, but you know. Well, and it's, it's I'm wishing it on the Jazz. I'm were, wishing it on the Jazz is what I'm doing. They were talking about this on Dunked On today, but it's like it's nice that we can kind of joke about it now because it's like guys are getting barely sick. You know, it's not like this. Oh, you you could have you might die. Or- 
Yeah. You know, and again, as you Absolutely. brought it before, we're not sure of the long term things, but, you know, none of that has really sprung up yet. So it's a little bit different now. It's not the dire situation it was a while ago where it was real scary when you get it. So um, Towns of Vanderbilt potentially coming back, uh, you know, maybe for that Clippers game on uh, which I believe is on Monday is it on Monday or is it on Sunday. Um, that game is on. Or no, it's the Lakers game that's on Sunday, Sunday the second. Um, so yeah, yeah they, that'd be great to have them back. That'd be for great that. to come on back for that one, and especially um, Vando. Yeah, let's get those guys back in here. As we said, we miss we miss Vando. I just I mean, think I mean uh, you have the schedule coming up. Yep. down and there's a lot of winnable games here. Obviously at Utah Friday, you probably are tough. Listening to this before or right after it. Uh, so congratulations, Wolves! What a great win. We'll just put <laughs> it on the record real quick. Yeah, Inspired really win. Wow. undermanned. Uh, yeah, Nate Knight did it again. Can't believe the Jazz all got sick on the airplane here, but. You know, it's like someone on a podcast Wild wished times. them to get sick. But yeah, well. next up, Clippers. Clippers are wait, is Lakers Clip- then Clippers. Lakers yeah. then Clippers. Yeah. So Lakers very beatable back right to now. Back, uh, crypto. I was gonna say Staples. Oh yeah, first time in the crypt. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started. Uh, it, I mean, the Lakers are looking like a very beatable team right now. Lost to the Grizz last night. I mean, the Grizz have been taking down some good teams. Grizz look great. They they uh, they've they've beaten uh, the Grizzlies. Have beaten Phoenix and Golden State. Look out. They're yeah. very good. They're clearly the fourth best team in the West. But we're getting the Clippers at the right time. Paul George yeah, is out, out. now. Mm-hmm. So that's a team that you're hoping. I mean, it's not the It's kind of sad. We already lost to them badly three times already this season. The and Clippers now, have our number. Yeah. And now they're soft, though. Now we got to the point where it's like, man, I wish all four of our games could have happened. But that's just what's going to happen in an NBA season. You're not going to catch all the teams at their, at their weak points. That's right. But we are catching the Clippers at their weak point, which is nice. We have two games against OKC, a home and away back to back. And, um, I mean, that's a team that's going to be – I mean, they're, they're probably the most deliberate tanking team in the league yeah. right now. Yeah, I mean, totally. it's very obvious Somehow what they're Detroit doing. Somehow Detroit is worse. but uh, Somehow the league is, like, totally fine with them just being like, Shay, why don't you don't not play tonight? Let's take off a couple games. Like, yeah, I guess it's just because they're a small market and he's not a star. He's not costing them TV <laughs> that's ratings That's not national or anything, TV games. Yeah. It's just, like, crazy that they have this guy where it's like, whenever they feel like winning a game, they're like, well, let Shay play. He'll get a 20-point triple-double, and then we'll put him on the the shelf again for a couple games and keep tanking. So they've got a lot of guys out, too, with the health and safety protocol. So you, you want to win both those OKC games. After that, it's the Rockets, possibly the worst team in the league in Houston. Although they they won, had a little bit of a winning streak, so they're a little feisty at least. And then the Pelicans, no Zion. Uh, we've seen them two or three times already this season too, so we know they're not a very good team without Zion this year. So I, the only problem with hitting all these weak teams in the upcoming schedule, which is very exciting for us, obviously, <laughs> is that when you lose against these guys, it hurts extra. It hurts you double, know, because yeah. it's like you know you lose to Lakers or you we're gonna you know if we lose to Utah, it's gonna be like well. Best offense in the league. What are you going to do? You know, they're one of the best teams in the league. Can't beat yourself up over it. If we lose a single game to OKC, I'm going to be despondent for (laughs) days. Days. You're not going to read our Twitter. I'm telling you. Just mute us for a couple days because I'm not going to be in a good mood if we lose to OKC, Houston, or the Pelicans. So, yeah. And you think everyone, but maybe Russell will be back for that first Thunder game, you know, on uh, coming up here on Wednesday. So, so. like to to think that. uh, Let's get him healthier. Or or let's sign some more guys. Yeah. I got a good laugh. Neil, because last uh, for people who you know took an uncharacteristic week off last week, <laughs> oh, you know no, we know our we listeners know every week. But in case you were just you know buried under holiday responsibilities, we played a game where I listed players who had been signed. I had, the question was: Has this player been signed to a ten day contract, or have they not been signed to a ten day contract? Mm-hmm. And the pool of players that I had, <laughs> I had like thirty players written down that might fool Neil, and I just had to pick a few <laughs> players from that list who now have contracts: Darren Collison. 
Anthony Tolliver, Mario Chalmers, Jordan Bell. And also uh, the, scoop, Bell. the scoop from Doogie is that uh, before signing Greg Monroe, the Wolves checked in on Cole Aldrich on my list and mm-hmm. Jah- Jaleel Okafor on my list. Wow. The and names. As Robert, our friend uh, and frequent co-host, pointed out, if we had gotten Okafor, we would have had all top three picks from that draft. Cat, D'Lo, Okafor. <laughs> Uh, seems so long ago. Good times. Good thing we avoided the Okafor trap. Um, all right. Good times, Scott. We got to get to our sponsor here. We got a really special sponsor for you, as we do every Very single timely. week. So uh, listen up and uh, check out the offerings from our latest sponsor. We're not even halfway through this NBA season, and the league record for most players to play in a season has already been shattered. With name brand NBA stars entering and exiting the health and safety protocols at a dizzying pace, it can be impossible to track who is suiting up and playing before every game. And as exciting as it is for journeymen ballers to have another shot in the association, uprooting their lives to move across the country at a moment's notice can be trying for anyone. That's why we are introducing NBA Airbnb. NBA Airbnb is a special collaboration between the NBA and vacation rental app Airbnb to present players with special 10-day rental offers. Why pay for an entire month's rent in Minneapolis when you might be living in Memphis in two weeks? With NBA Airbnb's 10-day rentals, players can not only remain commitment-free, but they can bill the cost of their stay straight to their new team. Because we know money might be tight when you're living extremely large paycheck to extremely large paycheck. Stanley Johnson signed 10-day contracts with the Bulls and the Lakers this month. And thanks to NBA Airbnb, he was able to transfer his account seamlessly while changing cities. That way, he could focus on learning the new playbook instead of finding living arrangements with appropriately tall ceilings and king-sized beds. Like Tick Block, Insta Slam, and nothing but Netflix, NBA Airbnb joins a growing family of apps tailored for NBA players. So the next time you find yourself in need of a 10-day rental, think of NBA Airbnb. Thank you to NBA Airbnb for their support of Wolvescast. Up next, time for Mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu 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 mailbag. Letters all letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. All right, we are back with Mailbag. And, uh, wow, you guys uh, came out in droves. Thank you so much for... uh, Sending in all these uh, scintillating questions. Thanks for following us on Wolvescast, where we got all of these questions. My goodness, thank you, followers. Thank you, inquisitive minds, because uh, we got uh, we we just wanted to answer some things, and uh, you, you provided those things, those questions for us. So we're gonna get right into it because and we got a lot. We're not gonna read them all. So thank you if yeah, you we did read your questions. You know, sometimes they were great questions, but we're like we're planning to cover that on next week's pod as it That's is. Right. So That's let's right. just bump it because there's too many. So uh, just because your question is not read doesn't mean we didn't see it or appreciate it. That's right. So keep following us, please. Listen, keep listening to the show. Even if you don't hear your question here, maybe next time. First question. <laughs> first question comes to us, friend of the podcast, Katie Davidson at by Katie Davidson. What's your Timberwolves fan-related New Year's resolution? This is a really good one. I feel like we've uh, we've you know in past years and past seasons on this show we've uh, even you know created maybe uh, power rankings of of uh, you know fan uh, you know resolutions 
for the new year. Things I mean, we like to talk and think about, you know, different ways to be at Target Center. So are these uh, are resolutions for us as fans, or are they resolutions for Timberwolves fans? You can take it either way here, Scott. You know, I think there's, uh, you know, there's definitely there's definitely fertile ground in in both of these areas. You know, is, is there anything you're thinking of as far as yourself? Because I mean, I feel like in the past that you said things like, oh, not be so hard on the refs, like yeah, absolutely, or, or maybe it was don't get so bent out of shape about about the refs. You know, and things like that that you know in yourself of like how you could be a better person at the arena or just watching from home about yeah. how you emotionally deal with things. You Absolutely. Know? That's a big part of this. I guess my my similar resolution is don't get so mad at the Valley Sports app for glitching on you. It's not <laughs> it's not going to fix anything and it's just it's really putting it's bending you out of shape when you're watching uh-huh. the games. But, that's a good one. Uh, the one I was thinking of and this is tough just because of the times we live in but I want to go to more games. You're so good at going mm. to the games. You go to like every game you can yeah. because you know most of the time well maybe not it's just because I feel like most seasons it's like you know you're going to be on tour for parts of the season so when sure. you're in town you've got to go to the uh-huh, games uh-huh. and I just think like I really admire that and I know some of it it's easy to be like should I go to the game tonight and usually you have to fight kind of the laziness of staying in versus going out it's just so much more effort to go out you know it requires so much more work and it's not cheap stay, either stay, it's not cheap staying in is cheap comfortable yep. you can drink your own booze you know it's, <laughs> there's a lot of good things you know uh-huh. if you're hungry you can heat up a hot pocket but <laughs> Uh, I do want to go, and you know, the COVID thing is also another thing. Is of like, do, am I going to risk my health? Uh-huh. You know, so I think that it's provided me with many easy excuses. But I should have been to more than one game this season so far. So my resolution is to go to more games in person because you're you're so good at finding tickets. The opportunity is always there. That's the other thing too. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not like I have to go out and, and find these tickets for myself. I just have to let you, you know. Yeah, you I know, and so there's it couldn't be easier on my end, and I, I got to take advantage of that more. I'll make it easy on you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I just gotta say yes. Uh, I, I like I like the idea of, of having a fan for other fans, a resolution for other fans. And I think I talked. I think it was off mic actually. I just want people. To, I want fans to have a little more nuance. I know that's hard to ask for in today today's society or whatever, but. Come on, Wolves fans, try and, uh, you know, not freak out when Malik Beasley has one bad shooting night or, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of like game to game angst and it comes to with like, you know, it's a blessing because, hey, it's because the Wolves are like a 500 team now and they like fans expect a little bit more. But I feel like with the tiny bit more of expect expectations this year, the fan base is like gets way more bent out of shape about like one game or like one week sort of small trends and and people seem to forget that. That's an 82 game season. Like everyone lives day to, or game to game, which I get is like sort of like part of the fun of the of being a fan of a sports thing. The games are what matters, and you want to talk about like our show lives off that a little bit. But come on, guys, relax a little bit. It's okay. And if like Balmaro has to play, I know he's not good right now, but try and think of the bigger picture of like why it might be a good thing for him to get five minutes here or there in the NBA game instead of this guy sucks. Get him out of here. We did not talk about him getting healthy scratches. During <laughs> That's right. This. So we're like, That's well, right. You know what? It's cool. We'll sign someone from out of the. League. You're not playing tonight, Leo. Le- Leia. This guy played in a game in 2019. Yeah. He's going to play instead. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, thanks for the question, Katie. Uh, did you have a resolution for yourself? No, I can't. Th- I couldn't think of one. You're already perfect. I'm good. I'm good. Nothing. Nothing to be improved on. I would say my just a fun one for general fans is it'd be cool if we could get like a chant or something that's unique to our situation, kind of okay. like the Brooklyn chant or something like that. Uh, I know not every team has one, but just something yep. unique about the fan experience. I like that a lot. A I, local I, chant. I think that, you know, we're the kind of people who 
you know, this is the joke is you go to a wedding and like the songs people dance to are the ones with the instructions. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, any sa- shuffle. Yeah. Any, any uh, dance with instructions about what dance you should be doing are huge hits because everyone just wants to be told what to do. So if, if we ha- as fans knew that there was something that it was part of going to the game and a yep. spe- special chance, I think we'd get really into it. I don't think that would be the hard part. I think it's just coming up with the That's right. That's right. Thing. And getting everybody on board. That's what you need. Um, all right. Jake Painting, friend of the pod, and Canis uh, uh, Hoopus contributor and podcaster writes in uh, from down under to say uh, who would win uh, a triathlon between the wolves roster ooh this is interesting the most the most like in shape the most multi multi talented right cuz it's, it's really it's it's you can't just be the most in shape because you also have to swim and, and ride a bike here so i feel like you know this marathon is just one thing or like foot race but with the triathlon here that's a little extra wrinkle where we kind of have to know, like I think, like maybe especially like who is the best swimmer out here on on this team, right? Yeah, I think that's I feel like that is that's the, the main question with triathlons when you're doing it. It really comes down to the swimming because we know yes. all these guys can run. You're not an that's NBA right. athlete if you can't run, and, and obviously biking, biking. probably the second you know easiest one out of right. these things. And the swimming is the big thing because we don't even know if all the guys on the team can swim. That's you know? right. Yeah. So it does make it difficult. Do you have your pick, Neil? Because um, I think you know, I guess I would probably I want to maybe go with one of the small guys um but i don't know again vando gives me a lot of um that's what i'm thinking about but that's really more maybe he's more of a short burst energy kind of guy right so i'm gonna go actually um a little bit deeper i'm gonna go with jordan mclaughlin he is someone who i feel like can stay quietly in shape behind the scenes and i like a smaller guy for this just for i don't know why i mean it's it's not like you're taking them for their whole career or whatever but i feel like i don't know i worry about uh, someone bigger trying to do all that running and i don't know that just seems tough so you know i'll go mclaughlin uh what about you who you got put some respect on my name remember that (laughs) i'm picking cat okay i got two main arguments and that's why i'm picking him over my runner-up uh, I'm picking him because one, I've seen him swim. I've seen him train in a pool on Instagram or whatever. So I wow. know, I know not only can he swim, but he does it to train. So I, that's a big piece that's of the big, puzzle, yeah. like I said. Yep. And two, we know that he's in good enough shape to play 30 plus minutes on an NBA floor every other night. You know, so right. you're right. It's a different kind of stamina. It's a lot more short burst than it is long distance. But if he has the energy to do that, you know, I mean, he used to be top five in the league in minutes back when Thibodeau was here. So yeah, we know he, we know he's got this stamina for it and i've seen him swim so i'm gonna pick cat but my runner-up would be jake Lindman, just because he seems like a guy who would do triathlons <laughs> he's just got the image of a guy but that's just appearances alone i've got actual facts for cat so i'm gonna go with there Kat you go the triathlon. all right uh josiah deboer d-e-b-o-e-r one on twitter writes who's been the most disappointing player for you this year um, thanks for the question. You know, this is kind of hard because, yeah, it's all about kind of, uh, you know, expectations really and who is, you know, maybe falling short of those expectations. So it's kind of like, do you know, do we talk about that or is it more, um, you know, kind of more of a statistical kind of thing or more, you know, and combined with how big of a role they have, right? Is it, uh, is it, uh, is it easier to say that someone, uh, a starter is really disappointing versus someone who barely plays? I don't know. So, um, I don't know. I I feel like Beasley is the first person that comes to mind with the shooting slumps and just because it just seems like he flashed a lot more last year um, or was it two years ago? <laughs> it's two years ago now. Um, but, you know, it just uh, I guess I thought he had a little more offensive game and he really is just a shooter. I mean, he just never puts the ball on the floor. So I- I'm going to go with Beasley. 
Malik Beasley. He should just shoot it every time he touches it. Yeah, I mean, I think Beasley's the, you know, kind of the big one, obviously. Yeah, remember the beginning of last season where it was like, okay, we don't have Cat to start the season. Let's see what we can do. He had so many games where he was like hitting seven threes in a game, like night after night. And it just seemed uh -huh. like, obviously, he was starting then. I think that's also a thing. They showed the numbers on the broadcast, his starting numbers versus bench numbers. I get it. He doesn't earn, he didn't deserve a starting spot. But like, if it's going to make him play 50% better, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's time That'd to juggle it. it up a little bit. I yeah. know you don't want to cut into the starting lineup that's been so great for yeah. us you know so it's, yeah. it's a tough situation but i think beasley's an obvious answer i also think my pick is uh the runner-up and a pretty stroke from Jaden mcdaniels mm, from yeah. a guy who was in the starting right. lineup we expected him Good to call. just continue his growth from last year to a guy now who even when he's coming off the bench you're like uh, can can we survive these minutes till vando gets back in you know it's just been a roller coaster from him this year just consistency wise he uh, all that his great defense has turned into sloppy fouls this season so hopefully he's turned a corner i think this past week with him you know getting more usage we've seen a little bit more success out of Jaden but I just think that he is not taking a step forward and if anything he's taking a step back this year so uh, I think it's hard to classify him as anything but a disappointment so far and I think uh, you know it's it's also again with the whole expectations that were set up sort of by the team in a lot of the ways over yeah. like the whole summer league and Chris Finch and stuff like that you know a big a bigger step was expected in year two and we're only halfway through this year you know not even yet so you know a lot more could come and you know we both you know again I kind of you know it was just talking about Wolves having a, Wolves fans needing a you know more of a <laughs> more nuance here, and then talk about how Beasley's missing shots. I I, I think he can, he can come around on it. Don't get me wrong, but up until this point, he's been under expectations. I don't think the sky's falling or anything. I mean, same especially with Jaden. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be okay. It's his second year in the league. He's not 21 yet, so <laughs> different situation. And we've come to see the wizard, the wizard of Nas. I got my eye on you too, Nas. Right now, he's got to start playing better if we're gonna put him in all the trade deadline pieces that are gonna come out and three or four weeks, so no one in the league is going to want to trade for Nas unless Shape he starts up. playing better. Come on, Shape Nas. up here, Nas. Come All on. right, Shay Carr on Twitter writes, uh, which Wolves alum do you want to see come back to Target Center for the next autograph session? Great question. We've had uh, Spree. We've had Terry Porter, who I got to meet, and then uh, and then uh, showed him down Troy Hudson. T. Hood uh, was the most recent guest on uh, their Friday night um, you know, uh, remix Jersey city edition Jersey nights, bringing back some target center alums, some, some, uh, Timberwolves, uh, favorites from the past, which is just a really cool thing to do, not just for the fans, but also, you know, I think, and this is, this has been John Thomas's, um, uh, kind of jurisdiction within the team of, really creating this idea of a Timberwolves alumni at all. And just the idea of it's something that people can be proud of, like these players can be proud of, again, even if the team's bad, of just like having a night where they're honored to have court and stuff. Like that goes such a long way. And just around the league too, it's like, oh yeah, cool. And it's like these guys were big players, even if they didn't have team success here. These are big names in the league. So Once I think a wolf, it's just always good. a wolf. I feel yeah. like the Spurs are kind of the, the organization that does this best. But uh -huh. the Knicks fans also kind of treat uh, former oh, yeah. Knicks players as Knicks forever. Yep. And like, I mean, we we had some tribute photos apparently on the video board for Wancho. So <laughs> any any guy who comes back here, we're That's gonna right. put, we're gonna put some tribute I out there because we gotta you know that player outreach is so true. We gotta kind of create that alumni network. So I, I love that. That's a great point. I think it does come back to the players and they do see that stuff. Like it doesn't happen right away, but if you start that culture, it can matter down the down the way of like oh yeah, when it comes to a uh, player maybe signing here or something like that. Like yeah. stuff like that does matter. So that's why we're talking about it here. Um, 
you know, obviously the Wolves don't have that many big names to pull from, but, you know, there's plenty. They're fan favorites, right? So it's a question of, like, uh, you know, you're trying to yeah, get that get that crosshairs of, like, important player, but also hopefully maybe during a more important time. So I think, number one, they got to go back to him. It's been a long time since Mark Madsen has been in the building. Scott, the mad dog, the mad dog. This one's maybe kind of obvious, but also – we haven't seen Mark in the house for a long time. He was, a, I think, he was like an assistant coach of the Lakers for a while. So he come back and do that every now and then. Maybe he's back with his alma mater, Stanford, now coaching or something like that. But um, he's on cameo, so he'll do it. <laughs> that's right. We, he'll that's do right. it. He's mentioned on the show recently, so I got to go, Madsen. People would love it, and uh, you know, even though he wasn't like a great player, he was an iconic player. He was very memorable, and I think that's that's what matters. Is like, did you connect with the fans? And, and Madsen surely did. <laughs> Um, I think this is, you know, it's interesting because you can't just like say KG. He's not going to do it. Yeah. He's got enough money. And so yeah. we're, most of these players are kind of from like 20 years ago kind of yep. time period where maybe they need some money and they're doing this. So it's not like I can just say like <laughs> Al Jefferson. He might be or too they're recent. Just, you know? Or they're just a little bit they're out of the league, like even from coaching. Like yeah. Sam Cassell's in the league coaching. Like Corey Brewer. Yes. I could say him. He would be great. I love Corey, but yeah. he's coaching right now. So uh-huh. I'm not sure if he would do it. So. It makes it difficult. I think it would be really great, though, if we had Ricky Davis come by. Let's, let's just get Ricky oh, Davis back in the building. Buckets. It, it doesn't. It wasn't the longest tenure, but it's not about how long you're on that's the team. It's the impact you made while you're on the team. I yeah. feel like that's going to hit the, the right fans with the right amount of nostalgia that they'll come and get their Ricky Davis card signed. Perfect. All right, we got three more here. Let's get through them quickly here. At GOAT0381 asks, which former Timberwolf would you want to enter the health and safety protocols with and have to quarantine with them for a week? Nice one. So former, former Timberwolf. So we got back-to-back former Wolf questions here. And, uh, yeah, you get, to, you get to hang out with them in their house and do all the quarantine stuff. You're quarantined together. You have to hang out. You have to eat your meals together. Um, all that you're going to become best friends with this player. Um, you know, I think uh, Rubio's high up on there. You know, I feel like he would be good. You know, we know that he likes to, you know, play, uh, you know, chess or whatever. You know, I feel like he'd be, he'd, he'd find a lot of like fun games to play and a lot of cool ways to bond. Um, you know, you also want someone with some personality. It's going to be a long time, right? You can be stuck with them. Hopefully, you get someone who's interesting or fun, or fun to be around. Um, man. Former, though. I mean, current, you just say ant with a bullet, I think. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank. Well, you got anybody in mind, Scott? Yeah, former? I got someone in okay. mind. Because, you know, thinking? Ricky is probably like one of the people I want to yeah. meet the most. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's not necessarily who I want to hang out and quarantine the most. I feel like he's the language barrier. Oh, you, you know Spanish. I know a little bit of Spanish, yeah. but I don't speak Catalan. Catalan it's a dialect yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But also, like, I feel like Ricky would be like, okay, I'm going to do some yoga in the morning and then I'm going to read a book and, you know. Just kind of do his own stuff. Whereas I think, like, if I was if I was chilling with Zach Levine, we'd be ordering DoorDash oh. junk food. Oh, yeah. We'd be on, on gaming. gaming all night long. You mm. know, I mean, Wiggins would bring the dogs, but I, like you said, Wiggins is a little bit quieter, so he might not be as robust of a conversationalist. You know, yeah. he would get to play with Cassie, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 say, I think Zach has a dog too, and sure. so you yeah. know, I can bring my dog. Piper can come along. Oh, She's yeah. in quarantine with us, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, no, I just think Zach would be like a guy who has really great stories, just seems like a guy who really likes to shoot the S, you know, and mm-hmm. I could just game with him all night. So I'm picking Levine. That's really good. I like that a lot. I know he's a night junkie, too. He would always, like, be in the gym. They had to close, like, prevent him from going into the gym yeah, at 3 lock him out. Yeah. So he keeps the same hours as I do. This is perfect. <laughs> Call me up, Zach. That's awesome. Well, I'll come um, to Chicago. <laughs> 
<laughs> no hang. It's all I love good. it. We'll order circus. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, you know, I am going to go. I'm going to go back to the KG eras. I want someone who can give me the KG stories, you know, and talk about that era of of, of time. Um, so, you know, I, I just said his name, and he was he was signing autographs forever. I, I missed hanging with him, but someday I will. Troy Hudson, give me Troy Hudson. That baby's got lots of fun KG stories. Plus, he started his own record label and was in the music industry for a while. We could talk about that. So, I'll go T Hud. I got a lot to ask him about, and I think he'd be full of really fun KG stories from that era. Um, all right, we got uh, we got another Australian in the house, Scott Lex Drury, uh, here to. Uh, Hi, Mike. Good day, mate. Uh, asking asking a couple questions here. Uh, one of them made the show. One of them been. Sorry, Lex. We'll talk more. Yes, about All Star Game stuff. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. Um, his question is: uh, When will the Wolves be healthy again? <laughs> if I'm uh, planning a belated honeymoon to include a stop in Minnesota to catch my first ever live game, which game slash what else is a must see list in the land of ten thousand lakes? Forgotten Star Brewery when Dane's rebooked, uh, Dane's podcast is rebooked, perhaps. Uh, thank you, Lex, for, for getting that in and for ordering uh, and a hat. I did send a hat out to Australia. Did it arrive there yet? I don't know. Probably it's going to be like a month or more. I, I have no idea how long it takes to get out there. It'll get to you soon, Lex. It's my uh, fault. Neil gave me the – he's like, uh, yeah, I'm going out of town, Scott. Can you put these in the mail tomorrow for me? I'm like, yep. He gets back in town, and he's like, did you put them in the mail? I'm like, yeah, I totally do. I, I didn't mean it like that, but there uh, <laughs> would be a few, ex- a a few l- extra days. Well, extra days is on days. me. But um, Wolves will be healthy again uh, middle of next week, let's say. Let's, I'll say that uh, generally. And uh, that's great. I hope you are actually coming to Minnesota, Lex. Obviously doing it during the season. I don't know if that's coming up here. I, I would actually do that end of the season or beginning or end of the season, right? You want to be here in Minnesota in like October, right? When, um, you know, the weather's still okay. It probably winter hasn't hit yet. And no, then you, oct- get, you get that Wolves excitement, we right? Get, we get late summers here. October often mm-hmm. feels like, uh, you know, er, er, late summer, early fall still uh-huh. so i think that's a good call i like the late season one because this year we're going to be in it April. so we don't we don't yep. have to worry about tanking or resting yes. guys because of tanking they'll all still be playing they're going to be getting tuned up and, uh, and the weather's better the weather's better most of the time sometimes yep. the april is still the winter here you're going to be rolling the dice sometimes it snows in april says prince but uh <laughs> if you come in late april not only could you see the wolves but you can go to the twins game as well they're right next to too. each other hit yep. target field maybe do some other fun spring stuff i don't know when art of world is but there's just more stuff going on in the city the city really comes alive in the spring so yeah i would say come in the spring because you can go to the twins game as well and you can do some outdoor activities and the wolves will be gearing up for the playoffs this year so perfect bang bang boom yep and uh you know we got other fun stuff there's uh walker Art Museum is really cool. Uh, Mall of America is, is a sight to see. And, uh, you know, there's lots of other little places, good good restaurants and stuff. But obviously we'll give you a more extensive list, Lex, uh, if and when this actually does happen. Please hit us up. We'll let you come to our we'll Sunday you know. night pickup game. Oh, yeah, we'll hoop. It'll be good. It'll be really fun. Um, all right, one more here. Snowflake Drizzy. Go to a cuckoo show. <laughs> cuckoo Kangaroo show. Look at their uh, website. Just line it up with their tour dates. Oh, perfect. It's, it's all happening. Hopefully we're coming to Australia this year, Lex. We'll see. Um, Snowflake Drizzy, last question, writes in. Wolves players as Minnesota musicians slash rappers. Not really a question. I'm uh, saying Ant is prof. Uh, he's hilarious, upbeat, fun. And Cat is slug, the team's elder statesman, consistent for many years. What you got? There's our question right there. So we're comparing um, Wolves players to it doesn't have to be rappers but i think it's kind of fun to stay in the in the 
hip hop um, area of things, unless you got like another specific one. The thing is, yeah, we got a couple big names here. We got Prof, we got Slug. Um, Steph POS is kind of the other guy we have to assign. Um, you know, he's kind of more of the, you know, it's hard because these days, you know, I think of him as kind of like the up and comer to Slug, but that was 15 years ago. <laughs> like, you know, it was so long ago. Like, Steph is, is huge now. So he's not really the scrappy up and comer, but he's, you know, he's more of the crossover, you know, rock. You know, punk rock slash hip hop guy. So, who would that be on the Wolves roster? Who's someone who's, you know? I was thinking like maybe we put Beasley there because both of them are a little bit canceled right now, a little bit of problematic faves right now. Yeah, I mean, that's all of these guys have some issues right now as far as talking about them. But you know, whatever. Um, You know, we're uh, we're just comparing Timberwolves players to these players (laughs) to these people, whatever. So I, I feel like there's like POS is the other big one, and then maybe Brother Ali. Like, I feel like those are the next two big ones, and I feel like I'm old and out of touch. Like, there's probably a, a number of other, you know, people who are, are really big in the scene that I just don't know about right now. <laughs> so, well, it's like, I was trying to think, like, who is, does something, like, if Spencer did when he was on the team, I'd give him Alan Kingdom because Alan Kingdom is now only releasing his music through NFTs. Uh-huh. And, like, I, I thought he was great upcoming. I still love his music, but, like, I can't access his new music. And he's doing it because you make more money selling NFTs than you do streaming stuff on Spotify. But it's like, Alan, you're, you're a little too out there right now for me. <laughs> Bring it back. I need to hear yeah. it. I think I'm going to do Vando and, and, and POS because I feel like they're kind of just cut from a different cloth. Like they get it done in a very different kind of way, untraditional with kind of how they play. So uh, I'll go with that one. Brother Ali, he's a, uh, He's like a um, albino, like white Muslim rapper, like incredible rapper, but like also like also very sort of oh, this isn't what you thought you were getting, like type of thing. So I feel I like know. you know, like him, uh, maybe Slug's a little the same way. Where because in this question he says Cat is Slug consistent for many years. I feel like Brother Ali's very consistent. Oh yeah, like you know what you're getting out of every one of his albums. It's all really good, but it's kind of the same, you know. Yeah. So maybe that's like uh, Beverly or something, you know? Yeah. I feel like solid as a rock right there. But, yeah, that's, that's an interesting call. one to I think like about. Um, so, yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, so many good questions here. Shout out to Tornado J- uh, Jally and uh, Hustle Play 3000 for also sending us some questions. Bring Michael Beasley back. Bring Michael Beasley On back. On the roster just for autographs. Bring him back. <laughs> that but, way I can uh, share his, his, his WCCO Five Things You Should Know article. Oh, that's right. <laughs> One of the five things is that uh, his McDonald's, McDonald's order. It's yeah. so great. I love his McDonald's. He calls it his favorite restaurant in the Twin Cities. It's great. Uh, incredible. All right. Well, uh, we've got to keep the show moving. Onward to Weekly Wolfies. your weekly wolfie all right weekly wolfie scott uh let's get let's get through this here quickly what uh what do you got what do you got for us here when you giving out your award who, who gets it who gets it this week well it's nate night night <laughs> and i feel all right yeah it's nate night night oh what a night uh nate night oh listen Amazing Good week. for him. Happy to see him. But the main thing I'm happy about is that he fulfilled my predict it. Not as quickly as Kat proved me oh. wrong on predict it earlier this season. Mm-hmm. But I've never had someone prove me right so quickly. I know that was the point of the game, predicting predictions that will come <laughs> to pass in the next week. But uh, Nate Knight, I predicted that double-double. and He did it. Not only was it like great to see, but also it just gave an extra angle to the game. Where now I understand why people gamble so much on sports. Because it's just like, I didn't have money at stake, but I was tracking his <laughs> rebounds like in the second half 
second half like crazy. I was I kept pulling up with the score. I'd be eight rebounds now, eight rebounds. I think he can do it. I think he can do it. I was getting real nervous, and then he hit that, and I felt like we had won the game right there. I did, I was celebrating his double double. Like it was what what was the thing I, we didn't talk about on the pod after we beat the Lakers? How Derek Fisher and the Lakers post game show was like oh, yeah. they're celebrating like they just won Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals. Act like you've been there before, and the and the, so they were just being persnickety like that. And I just thought uh, you know that that I was celebrating like the Wolves had just won Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. When Nate Knight got that double double, yeah, he uh, he's been he was fantastic. He had a fantastic week, and I love how the name Nate Knight has uh, has has really stuck. If he never has another NBA moment, I'll always have that Nate. Thank <laughs> you. Right. All right, my Wolfie goes um, to an, an arena experience that I uh, had on uh, Monday and Tuesday, and uh, it's a very simple thing. They're called Thunder Sticks, Scott. Maybe you've heard of them. Uh, this is not something I believe the Wolves have been doing much, maybe not at all like this season, but I was sitting in the end zone and um, they passed out the Thundersticks. And um, I don't know if, uh, uh, you know, Omicron uh, variant, uh, you know, explosion week was the time to, you know, tell everybody to take off their masks and blow into a tube uh, right there in Target They Center. don't fill them up beforehand. They just give you the deflated you know, ones. They give you the deflated ones. And it has a little tube included in it, you know, so whatever. But, uh, you know, well, whatever. Thundersticks, though, I'm pretty sure Jeff and I, Je- a friend of the pod, Jeffy, we watched both games together. And the Thundersticks, uh, to, to, to use a term that maybe some Wolves fans have heard before, the noise is working. Um, <laughs> Be right. It was happening, Scott. Now, the Celtics, you know, they weren't terrible. They shot 21 of 28 on Monday. You know, 75%, about average, not terrible, but it, 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 they seem to be affected by it. But then New York, the next night, totally crapped the bed from the free throw line. Six of 16, 38%. They missed 10 free throws in the game uh, on Tuesday, and we just started looking at each other every single time it happened because the Thundersticks were rocking on both ends of the court only for the OA team, and they missed a lot. So uh, it wasn't fun to sit around the Thundersticks, uh, but it was uh, enjoyable to see Wolves opponents missing all those free throws. So i got to give it up to the Thundersticks. I think uh, I think they, they were working. They had an effect, Scott. I've, I've noticed them throughout the season. I think it's new for this season but yeah. they have been going on this yeah, season yeah. and I think it's better than nothing you know and I think like <laughs> I, I, as a kid I loved the howl meter because I thought it actually measured the decibels in the arena so I thought if I howled louder <laughs> the meter would go up but uh I feel like it wasn't really getting the job done. So anything that gives it more of a party, rowdy atmosphere in the Target Center, anything to make it look like we're not just looking at our phones in the crowd. Yeah, uh, big yeah, fan. totally. Big fan. All right, cool. Well, uh, onward to the game. And, uh, Scott, this is where I quiz you this week. So I uh, hope you're ready for this. I didn't really name the game, um, but it is uh, it is an audio-based game, Scott. I will be playing you clips. And uh, uh, really, uh, I guess the name the name of the game is Whose Voice Is That? Okay, so... Uh, uh, I you, wish Meg was here. She's the best at naming voice? voices. Anytime yes. I watch an animated show, she can tell me everyone's voices. So I have five clips here, and you have to tell me which current Timberwolves player is speaking in these clips. Uh, the one hint you'll get is none of them are the big three. Okay. okay? Uh, they are all lesser names. Are they all on, t- on the team right now? They're all currently on the team. Okay, great. That's right. So uh, we'll start right here with number one. I mean, it was big. I mean, like I said before, we all stepped up. We all came to do a job today, and uh, we got it done. And, you know, we're going to continue to do that. You know, we want to start up another streak uh, and just continue to play great basketball. All right. There's number one, Scott. Mystery man, number one on the Timberwolves. I, I was trying to, I'm trying to stump you here. We've got, we got some guys here that uh, 
Not sure I can, I can voice, play it again for you if you need. The voice doesn't match exactly what uh, in my head. I think it's a little deeper than Jalen Noel's, but I did hear Jalen give a lot of credit to the whole team when they kind of, you know, he, he was there saying like, "Oh, you did this, you know, you had this great night." So the whole team, you know, I think he's always <laughs> giving credit to the team. So I'm gonna go with Jalen Noel. Sorry, Scott. That was Nasrian Reed. Ah, also being humble. Really a hard one. I think um, you can hear a little bit of his like East Coast sort of uh, New Jersey accent there at the end, but that's a really hard one. He's kind of really flat. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe, okay. Maybe we do better on this one. Uh, number two. I feel like this was the biggest game of the year. So, you know, regardless, um, I feel like they were a great team. You know, coach told us we're playing 19 games above 500 teams, and this was the start of it. So. Uh, it was huge for that to uh, happen, and you know they play hard and they play the back to back. So we wanted to make sure we came out and play hard too. I feel like this is Big Mac, Jaden McDaniels. Big Mac uh, on on number two. You you uh, you got to that one quick. Oh, Sorry, Scott. That no. was that was Malik Beasley. What? Right there. Uh, he sounded so timid and unsure of himself. <laughs> That's not Malik's attitude. He sounded like a, you know like a first year player there. I know. Very, uh, very relaxed. God, that's yeah, not at all his vibe or his attitude or his energy. Wow. I, I'm hoping you'll get at least one of these. Let's try it again. Number three. Yeah, I got to talk. I got to be as loud as I can because so their fans are here now. Like, I can't get away with it. And then it's just help for my teammates. They got to know where I'm at and I got to know where they're at also. How loud can you get? I can get loud, like, if I need to, you know, loud enough. <laughs> all right. Another, another youthful voice right there, Scott. And, uh, yeah, no. I think it's either Vando or Jaden, but I and once again I'm gonna go back to the Jaden McDaniels well. Smart move, the guy. There you there go. go. I'm glad, I'm glad you went back to it despite just saying it. Sounded you didn't youthful. Guess yeah, no, he, he sounded like he was a fresh, you know, fresh pup. <laughs> In hindsight, it makes Beasley sound older. <laughs> Comparatively. Comparatively. Yes, indeed. All right, we got two more here. Question number four. Uh, it just comes from you know bonds that we've created on the court, off the court. You know, we spoke a little bit about that stay in shape league. Um, you know, a huge shout out to our coaching staff. They, you know, we take that extremely seriously. Uh, we work on the things that we're supposed to work on, uh, build that trust, build that communication between one another, that rapport. And, you know, that's just time spent off the court, you know, in the hotels, obviously, you know, with them held the safety guidelines, but, you know, doing everything necessary to, you know, try to build that rapport because, you know, that really translates and it did tonight. Very verbiose. <laughs> <laughs> Long very answer. verbose, verbose, Long, yeah. very ver- verbose. Uh, and the, the talking about the stay in shape league reminded me of Jalen mm. Noel's post game press conference. Uh, so I mean, going back to the well again, but it's still it's still out there. I'm gonna go Jalen Noel. This guy's Nate Knight. It's what? Nate Knight Knight. <laughs> Nate Knight is the verbose fellow you heard there. So uh, that guy, yep, that yep. guy's ready to You're do right the media though, sessions, shape man. Stay in shape, Lee. <laughs> that guy was ready to do media He's sessions. A good talker. Oh, uh, now you, you've got me pinned if you pick Jalen Noel for this next one because I'm too timid we'll to see. guess it. Now. Yep. Think of all the names that have come and gone because you got one more left. Oh yeah, I'm, I mean everybody scouts. Um, we scout as well. Uh, we know things that we don't want other teams to do, but sometimes they still get those looks. But um, uh, same vice versa. So it's just about who the best man is who's going to do the little things um, all for all 48 minutes and, and, and not part of it. And like I said, we're growing and and um, we have a great identity. Uh, we have great pieces um, in the first and second group. Um, I don't think anybody could deny that. We just got to figure out how to make it work together. All right, decidedly not a younger voice there on that one, right? Right. <laughs> that one was... Although, in my head, I'm like, this is Jalen Noel. 
<laughs> I want to go back to it. Uh, uh, no, it's, it's right. a more mature voice. All the guys that uh, we've had so far, it's not I, any of them. I think, I want to say Pat Bev, even though I feel like he would be given a little bit more vet cliche lines than that, but I want to, I'm going to go with Patrick Beverly. So close, Scott, but not right. That was uh, Mr. Torian Prince there. Torian Prince. I honestly (laughs) did not know what Torian Prince's voice sounded like. If you told me coming in to do an impression of him, I couldn't even start because I could not picture what his voice would sound like. Well, and that was the thrust of the game. It was like, yeah, we we hear from the main three all the time. But, like, what about deeper down the bench? Could we pick them out? I love it. And uh, Uh, I I didn't mean to stump you that hard. No, it's it's not a problem. I feel the same way when... I feel like you could run back the same game for me. You know? I feel, yeah, exactly. I feel like the same way when I make a game and you get too many around. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I, I should have made these easier. But I, I don't mind getting the majority of them wrong, you know, because I think it's a really good game. And yep. I'm going to definitely start paying closer attention to their voices. Maybe watching. They make the post-game press conference really easy to watch on YouTube. They put the clips up. So maybe I'll just watch more of those now. Well, and I pulled I'll, I'll link to a uh, shout out to uh, Wolves Radio right there. Those are all from SoundCloud. They have all their post-game pregame stuff like all lined up some of them are really good quality so yeah check out uh wolves radio over there on soundcloud alan horton i love it team that took a little bit of legwork i appreciate it i feel like Jaden mcdaniels is really the only one that has somewhat of a recognizable voice of like oh yeah i've definitely heard that maybe it's just like because it's more nasally than the others or something like that but that was really the only one where i was like oh yeah that's the one i would probably get i probably wouldn't get any of the other ones right either Really tough, but well, fun, to, mean, fun to switch things around for To you. be fair, for two of those guys, it's literally the first time I've heard their voices. Like, <laughs> Nate right. Knight, I've never heard a word out of his mouth. Torian Prince, like I said, I've never heard a word yeah. out of Torian Prince's mouth. Yeah. So, two of those were brand new for me, but uh, I thought it was a great game. Very there engaging. Well, Kudos. That, that was fun to do, and uh, fun to wrap up the final Wolves cast of 2021. And uh, thank you to everyone who's been sticking with us, listening to the show, and... Uh, you know, thankfully, it's a little bit more uh, fun to make and listen to this podcast this year with the team playing as well as they have been. Let's hope for uh, good health here in 2022. Yeah, it's going to be a big year. We got back. Lex coming to town, right? Yeah, that's Lex right. Lex is going to be in town. Can't wait. And uh, the Wolves are going to be, um, you know, above 500 in the playoff games. And it's going to be a good time. So stick with us. And uh, yeah, we uh, normal schedule continues on. Our New Year's Friday. resolution as a pod. We don't know, but we're going to be better next time. Mm, we don't know how. Somehow. We're not ready to reveal it but we'll be better we're gonna find a way just keep improving that's right so thank you everybody for listening we'll be back next week with another fantastic wonderful episode of Wolves Cast until then (laughs) I'm not gonna lie Taylor Noel played awesome tonight I didn't know he was